I think he makes any Star Trek thing better personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know why. And you're, if there's just there's more Kirk pr- content, you're just pro. I, I'm pro Kirk pr- content. That's yeah. correct. That's part of it. I thought that the plot was actually decent. I mean, I'm also okay. I'm also one of my favorite characters in Next Gen is Whoopi Goldberg's. I just love her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she makes Guinan, it all better. Right? Yes, Guinan, correct. And she's she's heavily in that she makes it she's the wise bartender right correct she's the listener she just goes around and listens to people and then asks them pointed questions to make them solve their own problems that would be your (laughs) favorite character i like i like (laughs) um so then that's probably honestly half of it i feel like most of it is that you're just like grateful that there's more star trek and i think when it came out especially a lot of people were like looking at it of the context of Star Trek Six was such a great send off, and then you're yeah. going to bring back just like some of See, the original here's, crew. Here, here's the perspective of other people: is that okay, guys? We want to get to the next gen movies, please. Yeah. Like, I want to see more of those. And I was like, well, yeah, they're on Netflix. They're right there. I'll watch that <laughs> yeah. next. Yeah. They're all like, all right, just do one or get do to the- it, please. I don't have to. Want, I don't want to have to wait another two years for another next gen movie. I was like, yeah, well, I'll watch that in two hours. Yeah, yeah. It, there's really you're not missing out anything from that movie existing. Exactly. Because they made like they just kept making next gen movies until they were not profitable anymore. Correct. Anyway, correct. So you, yeah, you are coming at it from the perspective yes. of like, well, it's either this exists or it doesn't. Correct. It's not like this exists or it could have been something else. Correct. I enjoyed that it exists. I don't know. I think I could see, yeah, where people would be coming from on that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then more of why I didn't like it, I just thought all the data stuff was weird oh much of it was very silly that is so odd and there was a like i don't know i I didn't read anyone else finding this out but there there was a giant gaping plot hole at the end essentially if the the villain's plan failed then it would bring them all back essentially it would reverse everything that happened so they could just go do it again it's it's like the villain had this giant doomsday machine Mm -hmm. and if he succeeds then they go back into a place where they can time travel to anywhere they want. Yeah. And so and the, then yeah. they could just bring themselves back to before it happened. Yeah. And, and they can they can literally yeah. do, they can they attempt to solve the problem attempts. literally endlessly. Well, and and Picard is the one who gets in that situation mm-hmm. where <laughs> first, the, the thing I saw, and I, somebody else pointed this out, about how, so Picard gets in this weird realm mm-hmm. yep. uh, where yep. he, he has the option to like go back and Correct. try again, Correct. kind of. Yep. And Picard's first, and Guinan is there, mm-hmm. and Guinan describes herself as being that Picard is kind of like projecting her yeah. into the space or Correct. something yeah and so picard's first thought is oh you can come with me but she's like no it doesn't work that way and then he's like oh how about james c kirk so basically like <laughs> J- james c kirk is there as a replacement for guinan <laughs> like, well, and also because he's there because he got sucked in 100 years ago yeah but, but it's just like you know of 
And and Picard didn't even need to go back to that time. He could have gone back earlier. He could have gone back to the beginning of the movie. (laughs) You know, so it is a bizarre. It's a little whack. But you enjoy. I'm not a man about the plot. You, that ain't yeah, my thing. Well, and, and and you can just dive it fully into the mm-hmm. wackiness. Yeah, I like I like primarily characters, and you don't I'm take it about. too seriously. That's probably a big problem too. A lot of the people who are gonna get mad about a Star mm-hmm, Trek movie mm-hmm. are probably taking it too seriously anyway. A little, a little bit, a little yeah. bit. That's kind of what Star Trek people do. Yeah, <laughs> I keep I keep getting myself in the communities where I'm like, whoa, everyone else in this community is whack. Am I? <laughs> I mean, like, they're not, they're not, like, it's not bad. They're just all, you know, weirdos. Yeah, they take it too seriously. And I'm not a weirdo, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. I'm completely normal. (laughs) You're normal. You watched the Star Trek animated series. Yeah. In 24 hours. That you knew everyone hated. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's a normal thing. Which is oddly higher rated than, like, all other Star Trek series, like, on IMDb. Because Uh, the only people who are going to watch it are Star Trek nerds. Yeah. Nobody watches. Well, the only people who are going to watch it and have IMDb profiles. Correct. Like, probably a lot of people saw it just incidentally when it came out and hated it. Yeah. There were actually, and it was actually super cool. In that series, there was the, there were some people from uh, Larry Niven's Ring World, the Kazinti, the cat people. Weird. Yeah. They were in Star Trek. (laughs) It was whack. Just hearing you guys kind of talk about that movie without having seen any of the movie, I think I finally realized what some of our listeners feel like. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. It's fine. Like, but I was like, oh, I get it now. If you if you come here, you know what you're getting. Yeah, like, okay, I, I can relate a little bit, which is why I think I instinctively try and get us to like at least oh, talk certainly. about the plot slightly. You on actually, you actually direct these podcasts. But I'm yeah, well, yeah, but I. That one I don't need. Like uh, I just like you guys spitballing about life. a weird like side plot or Plus whatever. It's all it's we're talking about it in the context of whether or not it's too wacky. Yeah, and mm. whether or not that's a problem. So if you haven't seen that movie and like you're hearing us describe the movie, that's about what it's like watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you, you're getting a pretty good idea of what it's like. Of what's happening? Who's this? <laughs> why oh, is they, why are they doing that? Uh, whatever. Yeah. If you're willing to say uh, whatever and just keep watching and laugh, then you probably won't. Hear I, it. I inherited that from then my father. Apparently, then you're not a true Star Trek fan. <laughs> They're all pedantic nerds. Steve, Steve is the ultimate Kurt ah, whatever man. Included. Yeah, that's true. There's yeah. like one movie he ever hated, and that was the one where the guy rests from Trek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Chariots of Fire. <laughs> Came out of Chariots of Fire, was mad that the guy didn't run hard enough. <laughs> just, that, just that he skips track practices sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so speaking of pedantic nerds in Star Trek, do you... So, like, you've watched a lot of Star Trek content at this point. I would believe that that is correct, yes. Yeah. How do you feel about the universe that they've created in terms of... So, I've frequently described Harry Potter as being a great fictional universe in the sense that they've given themselves all this latitude to make rules that are broken constantly Mm -hmm. and everybody just goes along with it. Yeah. And I consider that to be, like, an important part of making a fictional world. That's probably right. That, like... Even though people can see the problems with it, mm-hmm. they care enough that they are just like, they're on board anyway. Mm-hmm. They or, or they try and talk around why this specific instance of breaking the rules was actually well within the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like if, and that, I guess I'm more coming at it from the other direction of if people get focused on the plot holes all the time, mm-hmm. then 
your thing probably sucks. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, do you think that they basically did that with Star Trek? Like, is it consistent? I think abs- well, I think what you're talking about is um, the spirit of the law and the letter of the law. Yeah. Right? I am a massive, massive proponent of following the spirit of the law at all mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much, you know, like, in, like in Harry Potter, like, you know, well, hold on. We can't leave the school. Like, we're, yeah. you know, yeah, the world is at stake. We're going to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. that's yeah. the spirit of the rules. Yeah. The, and that's that's them making good moral decisions. Mm-hmm. And so that happens, you know, like constantly in Star Trek is that's like, like the whole point of Star Trek, yeah, basically. Like, oh, this is the prime directive. You know, they break the prime directive more than they follow oh. it. See, I don't mean like the the rules that way. Yeah, I mean oh, like the yeah. rules of the universe. The rules of the universe. Of like how like the ships work. Oh, yeah. like yeah. like like that we've no one's ever gone warp 10. Absolutely. And then in somebody the, does because the script calls for oh, it. Oh, absolutely. That happens constantly. And then, so like if if the story sucks, people get mad about it. And usually yeah. if the story's good, people are like, "Oh, whoa, they're doing it." You yeah, know, absolutely. like it's exciting. Like my my favorite next gen episode is where uh, Q just looks at Picard and he's like, you know what? You're getting a little too cocky. So I'm going to bring you literally across the galaxy to just fight the Borg because I don't like you. And <laughs> That's I just, awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. And and so then, you know, he essentially just, he's like, you need you need me, Kirk, you're, uh, Picard. You need me to help you. Otherwise, you would be uh, completely out of your out of your depth. And... And Picard's like, well, no, I don't need you. You're the worst. And so then he brings him to the Borg and he, and essentially makes him fight them until he admits that he needs him. Awesome. It's that, unreal. That's pretty great. It's fantastic. Awesome. And, and, you know, and, the, and that's like Q is literally just a character who's there to break the rules of the show. And I think that's actually what, Ty, what you're talking about yeah. is why people don't like Voyager. Because Voyager... From what I understand, I've only seen a few episodes, mm-hmm. but I've read a lot about it. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's like I've joked before about how that's Jordan's motto. I haven't seen it, but let me tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but what people didn't like about Voyager a lot is that it would do things that they would do something for the plot that clearly was breaking what is already previously established canon, especially mm-hmm. in terms of the holodeck mm. and a couple other things, and that frustrated. People who were really into like Deep Space Nine, which mm-hmm. was like super canon heavy, mm-hmm. or even Next Gen, which was also like established really specific Absolutely. rules for the holodeck or stuff like that. Sure. Like there's one episode. Why am I reading about this without having seen any of <laughs> I'm it? I'm guessing you're talking about the Moriarty parts. No, that's also that. Those are great. Yeah. Um. There's an episode of Voyager apparently where the whole ship loses power except for the holodeck, mm. and then they have to establish that. The holodeck has its own separate power thing that is entirely incompatible from the rest of the ship. Not but even, that, not like, close to true. <laughs> but that, like, establishes a whole other thing about why would they even do that in the first place. I can literally list for you, like, examples in Next Gen that just proves that to be false. Right. See, that's and that's the trick. Yeah. So... <laughs> and I suppose it probably matters of whether or not you're going to make something happen and either preempt it with a reason of mm-hmm. why it has to happen or make an excuse for it versus just straight up lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just saying like, oh, this is how it's always been. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so yeah, nerds hate that. They sure do. Nerds hate that. <laughs> nerds hate that. Okay. Uh, I, so much movies 2018. <laughs>